Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-826. 8,000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace and I am joined, all of us are actually joining virtually with my team members. We have Mary Baker, who's in the front of the house. Hello. And Dustin Hughes is joining us from Boston. Hello, how's it going? And then we have Sharon McNamara joining us from a couple streets over. <laughs> I am here. You just can't see me if you're on Facebook. I'm getting that all put together. I'm doing you proud here, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sort of uh, switch switch the reins here today. So um, Sharon is getting us all set up on Facebook Live. So you can go to McNamara Broker Team or you can go to Boston Connect Real Estate on Facebook. And you can see us there um, in our respective uh, homes, I suppose. Uh, and then tonight we actually have a guest. I know he was on Zoom with us, and I think we lost him a little bit, but um, he will be joining we'll us back. again. We're getting him back. We're going to um, sort of finish out January. I can't believe it's the last week of January already. No, where is time um, gone? I have no idea. I still have no idea what day it is ever. Well, it snowed um, today, so at least that was nice. Yeah, I, I think it's supposed to snow until maybe tomorrow afternoon, which I, I didn't think it was supposed to stay, but it is. Um, but uh, tonight we do have a special guest. He will be joining us shortly. Um, he has been on our show. I'm sorry if I lose connection. My cat is literally sitting on my computer. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she just wants to be a part of the show. Um, but we, tonight we are joined with, by John Buckley. He is the Plymouth County Register of Deeds. Um, he has joined us quite a few times, I feel like, in the past few years. Um, he is going to be, you know, sort of doing a, a year in review. So we're going to be talking a lot about last year and, um, you know, sort of what happened at the registry. Mary, were you going to say something? I was going to say, I specifically remember the last time we saw John was on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, we did. That is, that's a good memory. Yes, last year on Cinco de Mayo, uh, we were in the office social distancing, uh, but we all um, had some tequila. And I said it <laughs> online. That's, <laughs> that's all right. Tequila. 
Um, tequila makes everybody happy, right? Yes. Makes um, me happy. Yes, yes. So he will be joining us shortly. But um, I know, Dustin, you worked pretty hard on this uh, agenda for us. I know that, you know, John isn't with us. Maybe we could uh, sort of send him the link again. But, um, but if anybody wants to join in on the discussion tonight, you can, you know, obviously comment on our posts on Facebook or you can give us a call at the studio. Ben will be um, taking your calls. And that number is 781 781- Eight three seven four nine zero zero, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, and and hopefully we can hear from John soon. <laughs> but um, but Dustin, so to, sort of go over what we're going to be talking about tonight, um, you know, and we can try to get John John back on here. Yeah, no, it's another great opportunity to kind of go over where we've been for the last twelve months, and strangely enough, it's you know we're not running out of talking points. It was a unique <laughs> year, to say the least. <laughs> and so having someone like John join us just gives us another opportunity to get valuable insight from someone who's eating, living, sleeping, breathing the real estate market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that you had put on um you know, the agenda for tonight was sort of going over the COVID regulations that they were doing at the registry. Um, I know that, you know, in the beginning, it it feels like 100 years ago, but in the beginning of sort of the pandemic and, and sort of shutting down, we we were nervous that they would shut the registry down and that there wouldn't be any recordings and, you know, everything would be virtual and how are we going to live in a world like that? Um, so it would be interesting to see to hear his perspective because he was in it, you know, obviously that's, that's his job. He's the registrar. So, you know, he, he, he would know firsthand. Um, but I just remember, you know, pretty much a year ago, just being like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do if, if it really does shut down? You know, what if there's a crash? Well, like what's going on? Do we, do we really trust virtual, you know, life? So, um, it'll be interesting to hear his um, sort of perspective on that. Yeah, the adaptation that I think the real estate market, that was just a really good point. So like, I remember at the very beginning of COVID, and it does seem like forever ago, I don't even think like 2020 just like flew by. Um, I don't not. I guess not for a lot of people, but for me, it really just seemed to like, I just don't know where the year went. Um, but I remember being really scared that the registry was just going to close. So like if the registry closes, all real estate transactions essentially stop and or get delayed. Um, So the registry's ability to adapt and make sure that that didn't happen because it just would have been so megally impactful to, to the real estate market, I think was just huge. So gaining that perspective and kind of understanding how they took that on, I think would be really nice and how they're, they're going about their new day to day. Cause one of the things that I don't know, I mean, almost all of the closings that we're a part of and, or are helping our clients through are being conducted either virtually electronically now. So I'm not even hundred percent sure if the registry is open to the public anymore, even now uh, it has to be open in some capacity for, um, you know, maybe paralegals or runners from, you know, attorney's offices and certain personnel, I would presume, but to the general public, I'm, I'm not sure if it is open. So hopefully he can answer that question for us. 
Yeah, I know Dustin sent him another um, link to get on. Um, but I do want to reiterate, <laughs> because I just got a text message from somebody. Um, he, it, it, John Buckley is the Plymouth County Register of Deeds. Um, that is not the RMV, <laughs> no. where you go and get your no. uh, you know, driver's uh, test. And, and all that stuff. So someone had reached out to me and, and was asking me to ask, you know, how they're going about doing, uh, you know, permits and uh, doing your driver's test. I don't know. Um, I feel like I got my driver's license about 100 years ago. Um, I did fail the first time, though. But uh, second time, I think they felt got better it. for me. Um, so, I love that. Yeah. And now they're saying thanks for not throwing me under the bus. So <laughs> it won't reveal who. Uh, it's I not, want to take a guess. Can I take it's a guess? Not, it's not. It's not actually. Um, okay. Not my mom. Not my mom. But, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. The, he is a register. Is it registrar? Register. He's the register. Register. So like a cash register. Okay. So um, Plymouth <laughs> County register. Of deeds, I always want to say registrar. I, is that a word? I it is. I don't know. I thought the same thing earlier when I was typing stuff up. So I don't blame you. Yeah, for that. when I was when I was doing the promotion, I was like, "Is it registrar?" That's why I think when you came into my office, I was looking literally at a picture of him up and like looking him <laughs> up on the website. Um, but yeah, so he so he will be joining us tonight. Um, Sharon, how's the Facebook going over there? Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So, since we don't have John here, we can um, bring up another topic. I don't know if one of us um, texted him. I sent him the link again, too. So um, unfortunately, he may be having some difficulties with everything that's going on. Um, I mean, not that everything is going on, but I don't know what's going on. Um, but we can, if we can't get him tonight, we'll certainly have him again next week. So this is where live radio comes handy and we can just ask everybody, Hey, what do you want us to talk about right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. So if you really want to give us a, a, you know, a shout out, you can give us a call at the studio. Again, the phone number is 781-837-4900. Or you can text my personal cell phone number. Uh, <laughs> Cause I'm on it. So um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can we can sort of go over what what do you think from each of our perspective like how do you think the real estate market went from our perspective last year uh -huh. like if you were to recap the year maybe in a sentence or something what do you what would you say about the market last year who wants to go first Hmm. I go first. Somebody, please. I go first because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the first alphabetically. Um, it was crazy. So if you're giving me one word, I'm going to say crazy, crazy. Um, and I don't mean that from a negative perspective at all. It is, I mean, to reiterate what we've been saying on the radio show for some time, it's an incredibly difficult market to be in if you are a buyer. It's incredibly competitive. It's incredibly fierce and um, tumultuous and there's a lot of turmoil there. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, it could not be a better time as a seller, period. Um, so again, if you're thinking of selling your house, please really consider it, really put it on the market. There are a lot of buyers out there for you. Um, and don't be scared. It's not, it's, it's um, not a painful process. Even, even with COVID we're so it's, it's almost, it sounds terrible to say, but it is the new norm. And it's, it's like a non, 
it's a non-thing anymore. Everybody knows you come in, you use your hand sanitizer, you have your mask on, you take, stay six feet apart. You know, people are very respectful of all of that. So that um, the real estate market has really adapted or the real estate industry should, I should say, has adapted. But, uh, on both sides of the transaction, it's funny, you get everyone's best behavior. You're certainly gonna act like someone who should get the house or vice versa. You are going to make sure the house is as presentable as possible. Well, to, to that point, I love that you just said that. Tomorrow, we are actually going to show um, a client a property out in Foxborough and the seller is going to be there. The seller is actually the person who's conducting that, the, um, the showing. So my, our clients were a little hesitant about it saying like, oh, is that gonna be a little weird? Which yes, I 1000% agree that it is a little weird. However, it's a great opportunity to make the best impression upon and put a face to a buyer in a multiple offer situation. So I am going to very much be um, introducing them and shining a nice little light on them and all these nice personal details, how amazing our clients are. So I'm kind of excited. Um, just to piggyback off of that, I don't mean to cut you off, um, oh. but uh, one of our agents in our office, Nadine Halal, she had a condo in Dedham and she actually, obviously she's a, a real, uh, a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate and um, is actually a team member with Donna Bagney, who has been here since the beginning of time uh, with Boston Connect. <laughs> That's the beginning of time, time, but um, <laughs> oh, we had, we had John, but now we've lost John again. Um, but she right, sold her condo again? and, um, Donna actually helped her purchase it a couple of years ago, but she sold her condo and I had asked her, you know, while you were doing the open house, cause I think she only ended up having to do one. Um, she did receive a, an offer and it has already sold. Um, you know, she, I, I said, you know, were people sort of weird about you, like being not only the realtor, but the seller and you were conducting the open house. And she's like, no, actually everyone absolutely loved it. Like, or at least they told me that they did because they really were able to like, ask me questions about the neighborhood. And like, I knew firsthand like, oh, you know, yeah, trash day is this, and this is what's included. And like, of course I would know what's included in the fees because she was selling a condo because she's been paying them for the past couple of years. Like, you know, and she would know firsthand about assessments and she, you know, and people actually liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that she did find a little strange was, you know, people just randomly showing up at all times, like during the day and at night while she's trying to eat dinner and someone's like, um, hello, can I get in? And she's <laughs> like, I think they thought that just because I was the realtor, like that I was just going to open my home up at all times, but, Jeez. um, but yeah, so, uh, just off of what you said, Mary, about your showing tomorrow, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, they all seemed to be fine with it um, because they were able to ask, you know, certain questions and, and felt comfortable with her. But I don't know anybody who wouldn't be comfortable with Nadine. I mean, she's the nicest person I've ever met on this planet. So, um, you know, she she's definitely um, motherly and comforting. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think anything other than that uh, for her open house. But um, that was just something that popped into my head when you said that. Well, what about you guys? What do you think? How, how do you feel this year went or last year, 2020 from a real estate perspective? Um, I would, I know I'm alphabetically last, but, uh, um, you have a different I perspective on it too. Say, so you see everything. Yeah. Working in the office, I would definitely say, um, 
I was surprised, actually. I think my word is surprised because um, when I was reviewing the year-end numbers with Sharon, you know, even she was surprised with what I sort of reported back to her. I mean, we, the office did amazing. You know, we did better as an office than the year before without a pandemic and without the panic and, you know, without the sort of unknown. And, you know, last year, you know, even the open houses that I did do and the, you know, the open houses that I did with you, Mary, is like, we still anticipated a lot of people coming. And so we needed more than one person. Sharon, you and I did a six hour open house, Uh you know, and it wasn't just because we were trying to distance people. It's because the demand was there. Um, and, And that was sort of a higher priced home too. So we were a little surprised with that, but um, I, I, I guess, yeah, my word is surprise. Um, you know, we, we, we did, we had a great year as, as an office. I'll, I'll do it from the office perspective. You know, we had a, a great year, strong numbers. Everyone, um, you know, exceeded their goals as an agent, as a team at our office. And, you know, we're just so proud of them and we're going to be recognizing them next, next week at our office meeting. And, um, you know, I, I definitely would say that, that I was surprised because I was nervous. Um, but I'm, I, I love to be surprised I guess, (laughs) because it's, it's better than, I guess, the alternative. Yeah. We just hear a doorbell again to, did John try again to get in? John is here, but I don't see his video. Okay. Um, John, you're muted. While we are trying to get John on, I have gotten quite a few questions from people. Um, I don't know if we want to start to ask the... Uh, Why don't we do that while we're waiting for John yeah. to come on? That's a good idea. Um, do you currently believe that it is a buyer's market or a seller's market? Sellers? Oh, sorry. Um, I should have <laughs> waited my turn. It, I felt like it was like Jeopardy or like Family Feud. I had to say it really quick. Seller. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is that? Um, it's it's the reduced inventory, low interest rates and no inventory. I mean, uh-huh. can't, we can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, sellers mm-hmm. really have and really have all the power in these situations. Okay. And Dustin had some really good stats for us a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this overall, about how much, I mean, we were in a situation where we had low inventory anyways, and then we got the pandemic and I called the pandemic an epidemic the other day, whatever. Um, so then we had the um, pandemic and we got even lower inventory. Yeah. With, with COVID new construction really didn't stop because they were considered an essential worker. So most new construction did the build process didn't stop. However, I think what a lot of people don't realize with that is manufacturing and some like um, big manufacturing and um, I'm, I'm what what's the like a warehouses and things those they stopped producing. So suppliers stopped producing or manufacturing stopped manufacturers and then sellers, your regular everyday seller was terrified to come on the market and open their home to people's be, people because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, that currently all of those compounding issues create the market that we're currently in. Yeah. What it's, well, so that's in the market that we're currently in. So we have somebody asking, 
you know, where do you see the real estate a year from now or is it too hard to tell? So I guess another way to ask the question is, do, do you sort of, I don't know, go through real estate or, or work through, you know, real estate year by year, or do you try to project sort of where the market is going? Somebody else? I, I, <laughs> you want me to hit the buzzer again? No, I think it's, it's a little easier for us to forecast in the sense that, you know, regardless of what happens, being in the area we're in, if, even if you're looking over the last five years and certainly over the next year, the sellers are still going to have a lot of pull. There's, you know, we're not going to all of a sudden have a tremendous boom in availability or land. There's no major, again, you, if you're comparing it to like the Midwest or the Southeast or anywhere, there's just sprawling land ready to be built on. It's it's not going to happen up here. So yeah. things are never going to drastically switch. And like we've talked about it before, the idea of a seller's or buyer's market, it's not a concrete line. There's a gray area and we'd never really get towards that buyer side. So what someone in New England might assume feels like a buyer's market, you know, probably actually isn't. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't I think, know, Sharon, you might be able to speak to this a, a little bit. Like, when do you feel the last time we were truly in a buyer's market was? Oh, gosh. Buyer's market, I would say it probably it brings me back to uh, 2010, t- 2009, 2011. Um, that was when we hit the bottom and um, there was a lot of short sales. There, I mean, there was so much competition for sellers at that time. So it wasn't just like, oh, there were so many people that were selling because of being in the recession, losing their jobs. It was just a really terrible, terrible time. So we had a lot of those people who were selling. And you have to remember, right before we went into that that decline, it was it was a great market and people were selling their houses built. You heard the term McMansions, right? Well, yeah, and yeah. that came in in 2004, 2005. That's when those were all being built, those big McMansions. So, you know, all those people and people had the ability to have two houses at that time, building that big McMansion and have their other house on this, you know, too. And, you know, people were just losing their houses and a lot of houses were coming on the market. The struggle that we had then was a lot of them were short sale situations. And um, you know what? I think John is trying to call me. So why don't you guys take over? I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So hopping on that question, Melissa. So remind me where, where, if we had a crystal ball, would we say that the next year in real estate is going? Um, yeah, do you know where do you see real estate going in a year from now, or is it too hard to tell? You know, do you take it year by year, or are we the type of people who project and sort of guess and anticipate what's going to happen in the next few years? I, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I guess I can say I, I certainly wouldn't speak for anyone, but you know, making predictions like that is not 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 a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. In regard to even if so, if a client were to say, "Hey, I, you know, I want to I po- possibly want to list right now, but do you think it'll be in a better spot a year from now?" A- anyone with the answer for that question is wrong. In the sense, there's it's too hard to tell. It's you know, 
you can have your thoughts and that's the thing is, you know, half the time you're going to be right and half the time you're going to be wrong, but you're, you're asking a lot to be able to pinpoint, you know, where we're going to be at in comparison to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think using the crystal ball scenario, like nobody has a crystal ball. And if I could look at it and tell you what the market was going to look like in a year, that would, I mean, that would be great. However, based off of what we're seeing, I would say, 2020 or 2021 is going to be just as strong. Yeah. Uh, as and then you can always find, find a, a few points that, you know, maybe you're more confident forecasting like interest rates. I think they're going to remain low for the remainder of the year, but I don't think they're going to continuously get historically lower than they have. So, you know, you would probably be in the safe bet to say that buyers are probably going to lose a little purchasing power, not, necessarily be able to afford as much in regards to the mortgages they're getting and that that would probably be a good place to start to kind of assess where you we are. do have sean buckley on the line for you guys Sean, sharon you're muted john can you Hello? hear us yes i can hear you oh hi john yeah no sorry about that i was working from home today and did something to my Zoom connection, so I apologize about that. No worries. No worries. Well, we're glad that we uh, sort of figured it out, that you could call the studio. <laughs> yeah, no, the old fashioned way, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so we, we finally have John Buckley joining us, um, and he, again, is the Plymouth County Register of Deeds. Um, Dustin, I'm going to let you take over this part because I know you worked hard on this um, sort of introduction. So why don't you introduce John? Yeah, we'll jump right into it. John, a lot of deep ties in Plymouth County and the South Shore. I know he was a BC High grad. He did Phillips Exeter, Tufts, New England School of Law. Spent a lot of time in the South Shore as well, a lot in Brockton, I know he was the assistant city solicitor, administrative assistant for the mayor. I know he was a legislative assistant to Congressman Brian Donnelly down in D.C. Wow. And pr- I, if I remember correctly, John, you became the Register of Deeds in 2000? I got elected in 2000. In 2000, yes. And prior to that, spent some time with the Board of Plymouth County Commissioners, including a stint as the chairman. John, what a, that's like a, more than I've known about you all my life. There wasn't no. <laughs> Every time I used to come on your show, Sharon, would always be around St. Patrick's Day. We never get off our notable Irishman in Plymouth County. I know. Well, I said that to Dustin probably three times. I was like, ask him about notable deeds. Ask him. Oh, right. He didn't know what right. it meant, so I showed him what it was. But John, one right. of the fun things and interesting things about the registry, the registry itself is, um, you know, obviously you're not having people going in and out just to tour it, I'm sure, right now. Right. But right. the beautiful building that you had, and I've, I have done tours in there before, but one of the interesting facts that I remember that you told me is, aren't there like several past registers of deeds? Weren't they all named John? Like, what's the story with that? Well, there's a, there's a actually we count uh, my predecessor is going all the way back to William Bradford to some degree. He was the first person that was 
responsible for land rec- records in Plymouth Colony, uh, certainly a Plymouth Colony that hasn't been celebrated very well. But my predecessor was a fellow by the name of John John Ridden, and he served in office for 23 years. Uh-huh. The uh, family that served the longest time was the Cotton family. They served between the family members 130 years together. Wow. That is interesting. How long are you staying with us? Are you retiring anytime soon? (laughs) Yeah, since 1620, I'm the 22nd registered dean, so registers seem to serve a long period of time. And I just got reelected last election, so I'm Mm -hmm. here for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, I actually like it that way. I just, you know, you're just, you've always been so good and gracious to come on the radio show and uh, you've been good to Boston Connect since we've opened. So I really appreciate that. We lost a little bit of time here just at the beginning of the show. Um, We filled it with fluff, but do you want to give us, you know, an update on Plymouth County? Sure. And how everything went in 2020, but most importantly, leave a little time at the end because I want your bold prediction for 2021. Okay. Well, clearly, as you all know, real estate um, comes in cycles. Um, I was around for the refinance boom in the 2003 and four, and the crash in 2007 and eight, and we're in a very weird time right now for the registry uh, in this COVID uh, issue. We have not had any members of the general public in since March. We have three offices, as you all know. We have our main office in Plymouth, our satellite's office in uh, Brockton and Rockland. And since the the, uh, uh, restrictions, we have had drop boxes in each of the three, three offices. And we've done an incredible amount of documents through e-recording. Um, in fact, this year, uh, 2020, this past year, had the highest number of documents recorded despite the pandemic since 2006. Wow. Wow. That's good then. I mean, so real estate is still pretty active or very active. Yeah, it, it was a very, very strong year. Um, people found their way to navigate around the problems. Um, I will, I will say, our deeds for 2020 were up three percent, but our mortgages were up forty six percent. The the number of refis and the number of refis continuing are just incredible. Um, but, you know, sale values are up. Um, it's really difficult time to be a first-time home buyer. but I know you are all working very closely with them, um, and it just um, – it's, it's a season of the has and the haves not. There are many people that have been unaffected by COVID, um, but there are a lot of people – who have been extremely um, tough um, 
in, in terms of the impact on them. And uh, that's something that we hope it starts to turn around in 2020, 2021, I'm sorry. One of the things that you were saying, John, and I, I just, I love this whole round table and the thoughts of it, because as you're talking, I'm thinking of different things. And I guess sure. as I'm writing my notes, I'm not, I never really did this correlation before, but it, it makes sense. So the inventory, as you know, is very low and um, right. that's why we're getting multiple offers and everything. But with you saying that the mortgages are up 46% because they're all the refinances, Think about that, all those people who decided to refinance rather than sell their house. And a lot of people, right. you know, we went to people, I went to people's houses this year and did CMAs. And the question I was getting is, you know, the rates are so great. We rarely love where we are. We're thinking about either selling and getting a house that's bigger or putting an addition on the house. So I bet a big percentage of that 46% actually did do some, ref, you know, cash out refis and just made the home that they were living in bigger or whatever it was that they needed versus selling and buying a new one. Yeah, clearly there's a lot of people that I have run into that uh, even if they say, sold their home, they were unsure what they would get to replace it. And I think that's caused a lot of hesitancy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thus, you know, you know, making the inventory even smaller than uh, we begin the year with, you know? Mm-hmm. And how are you seeing things sort of like month to month? That Like when you look last year, did you see similarities of like when things were higher or lower or anything? Because I know for us last year, we were doing pretty well in January, February. It was a very mild winter. Then the Patriots got kicked out pretty soon. So we didn't have to worry about all the football games as much. So we were busy until COVID hit, and then we sort of slowed down. But because we were so busy in January and February, we saw a lot of our closings in April. Yeah, I think I, I think um, it's just been a very strange year. You know, the people that have moved in, in many cases, and I've had the same conversations with uh, fellow registers in Norfolk and Bastable County, People are moving to different kinds of spaces to try to work from home. And I saw an article in today's, one of the today's papers that said, you know, one out of three people that have been working remotely will not expect to work out of a home again. Out of a home again or an office again? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, They will never work except from their home again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been seeing that um, a lot. I think we talked about this on a a couple shows ago is about, you know, businesses finding it easier to have like people working from home um, and like realizing like their whole business like is it could you know survive virtually so you know that's why a lot of the the you know places in in major cities, you know, are sort of experiencing, um, you know, people not wanting to renew leases or get out of leases or anything because they, they can sort of um, work remotely um, and move their business remotely. I'm going to bring up a funny tidbit (laughs) as you were talking about that, because if you think about it, you know, all these big companies and everybody working from home, I remember talking to somebody um, and they were just saying, 
yeah, I can't believe like how much money I'm actually spending on toilet paper now and paper towels and right. like <laughs> right. all of these other like, cause you're home all the time now, you're not working at the office. So a lot of these companies are probably saving a little bit in their office supplies of, um, expense. <laughs> But that was very yeah, random. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I go no, there. No, no. Cle- clearly, I have friends that work for W.P. Mason, the office um, supply businesses uh-huh. are, are really facing some challenges, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's a trickle-down effect. It really right. is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about some predictions? Do you have some predictions for next year? Do you think, I mean, for this year, do you think we're going to sort of, you know, stay the same? Do you think the new administration is going to help continue to keep the rates low for everybody? What are your thoughts? Well, I have watched uh, Janet Yellen on a number of interviews. It was confirmed as Secretary of the Treasury. Um, they need to um, make sure that uh, the economy starts to come back. They're looking to infuse money into the economy. I, I can't imagine that we're going to have a steep drop-off um, in, in real estate. I, I think there's a lot of people uh, still, despite the fact that they refinanced and did some remodeling, are looking to downsize or upsize, and they've really been frozen in place. So I do expect you know, as we get into um, 2021 and start to come out of all the restrictions, we're, we're going to have a lot more people that want to make a move. I really do. Uh-huh. And we're seeing, we do a lot of new construction, John, and we were seeing, we're seeing, I mean, Mary had an open house, what, two weeks ago and had, what, 14 groups of people come yeah. through and... right. It's, you know, so we know that there are a lot of buyers out there. I think one of the things that will maybe help with inventory is maybe with some of the towns, like sort of loosening their restrictions a little bit. I just think it's so difficult for the builders and, you know, with the engineering and the processes and how long it takes to actually get a development going because we don't have that new construction. And it seems like, you know, the boomers who are leaving their four bedroom colonials, they want to go to something beautiful, you know, with the granite and, you know, the one level ranch There's there's none of those to go to. So um, especially ranches, we need a whole development of ranches. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do think there's, there's, there's an issue out there throughout um, our area uh, for first time home buyers and even the, even the properties uh, just aren't available to them. Um, for what we used to call starter homes, I think that's that's a great difficulty for they're building so many apartments in all of our communities, and the number of first time home buying opportunities to own property has really um, not kept up with with the pace necessary. Uh-huh. And there's certainly a lot of um, children, uh, not so much children in their twenties that have come home to work from home in their parents' homes that should be um, first-time homebuyers. And it's, it's just difficult to see, um, without creating more housing opportunities, how that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I sort of call it sort of like a funnel effect, and it's almost like, you know, somebody put a cork in at the top, and, you know, those, you know, the small ranches, you know, the first-time homebuyers are in those, 
they want to buy that four bedroom colonial, but our boomer generation and above who have those can't sell them because there's nowhere to go. And they can't even go back to the ranch because they're not coming on the market. So it's like who came first, the chicken or the egg type scenario. Um, but we do know, like we had a client call us this week and it's one, this is how it's working for real estate agents now is, you know, we had a client call us this week that is moving, that lived in Abington, moved down to South Carolina, thought it was going to be easy enough to just hop on a plane, come back and forth to see family. Now that isn't possible. You know, they're seniors, so right. they don't want to do that. And a two day drive is not appealing to anybody. And right. now they want to come back and they want to be down the Cape so that, you know, they can be close to family and things like that. I just happened to be in a, um, a class last week and the woman was talking about a woman was in the class and said that she was going to be putting her house down the Cape on the market. And it was like, I called the, the person who was heading up the class. I was like, I need to talk to the woman. I want her house down the Cape. <laughs> so I actually had a conversation with her today um, and it would be perfect for her, but that might be, I mean, you're still seeing those deeds. So are those um, included your, in your 20% increase yeah no well our sale increase uh year to year was was three percent the the percentage of uh the, the sale price went up 14 percent over the course okay. of the year 14 uh, percent yeah from our, from our from our numbers and our comparisons yeah everything increased from 2019 to 2020 uh -huh. right yeah right so for our listeners, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable on WATD. We have Mr. John Buckley with us. He is the Register of Deeds at Plymouth County. He is um, wonderful. Been, you know, we've been on his TV show. He's been on our show for years. We really appreciate all of his knowledge and insight into everything. Very, very smart. Um, we're very fortunate to have you sort of the captain of our ship uh, down there in Plymouth. Um, it's a good place for you, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, right. Right, right. And um, I know your website has a lot of great information, and I know the assistant uh, registered DT, does he still put out that report as well? We do. Um, we, we do a monthly newsletter. We do a, a radio show in ATD every month, and I do a um, monthly cable show with we're at 123 uh, this month, we're doing one a month, and just try to share as much information as we can. I will say one of the benefits we had this year was that we are one of the registries that have gotten almost all of our resources available online for people to research. Uh, the title examiners have access to all that information from atlases, every document from the founding of Plymouth County and 1685 uh, forward, and, um, you know, that really makes a difference when people can just go search the, the site. Um, we, have, we do have a training room that we always use to bring people in to learn how to efficiently search the site, and obviously that's been closed. However, um, we will op open it up as soon as uh, we start to open up. We're, we're looking at, um, by the time the vaccines are available, we'll, we'll start to navigate people.
to work in the in the building. Well, I think that your employees should be considered essential <laughs> and they should be at the top of the list as well to get that right. uh, vaccine right away. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping you hadn't had to lay anybody off based on what's going on, because, I mean, you, you still have everything going through e-file. So the processes right. are still the same for the recordings, right. correct? Yeah, I, I do, yes, I do have to compliment my staff because when we hit that number in 2006, that was the highest over... 20 years, we had 61 employees. Uh, in 2020, we had 35. So you can see the impact wow. of what the cuts have been over the years, you know? Wow. Yeah. They are, still, honestly, they're just the, the best same to work with. Yeah. So, so I really take my hat off to that, you know? With that, John, if you have any job opportunities, where would somebody go to, um, where would somebody go to look for, for jobs? We have a personnel department. Uh, they can look that up online and uh, get an application in. And, um, you know, opportunities do come up, and we advise people that are interested to submit an application. And um, as things go, we, we take a look in, at people's experience and bring people in to pre-interview. Uh, we're not the highest-paying operation in America, but it um but you're essential to the economy, so people can be part yeah. of something and, a little and bit the, bigger, right? And public businesses have definitely good benefits. There's no question about that. Well, maybe I'll apply, John. Will you take me? Can I get an interview? <laughs> I think you might know. I think you <laughs> might know. John, our last thirty, everybody. All right, we have 30 seconds left, John. Again, we have Mr. John Buckley with us, who's the Register of Deeds um, in Plymouth County. Very, very kind for you to join us. How can people get to that website that you were talking about, John, if they want to get more information? Yeah, so our website is uh, PlymouthDeeds.org. And when you go onto the site, uh, and there's a place you can just click search records, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to get an option of... of criteria search all the way from all our plans, uh, the atlases, um, documents from 1685 forward, and all the way back to the county colonial records. In We're going to get in trouble, John. They're going to shut us off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Hi, John. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye.